When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, and welcome to the eighth ever episode of the Little Yellow Bird podcast. Now, with me today is no one because Dan is in London pretending to be a writer. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to Skype him right now, which is how we do the interview, or how we talk to each other, sorry. And I'm going to leave whatever he says in. Hee hee hee, basically. Okay, I'm, I'm pressing the buttons now. Press, press, press. There we can hear that. Wibbly wobbly. Wibbly wobbly. It is ringing him. I'm going to leave whatever in. Here we go. Do, do. He swears. Yo. Hello, mate. You're right. Yeah. You know, I need a wee. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I need a wee. I can't. Sorry, I broke it up. Say one more time, mate. I need a wee wee. Okay. Uh, I'll give you a call back in a minute. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That is the real Dan Bringham, everyone. I'm going to pause the recording and wait for him to ring back. That went even better than I ever imagined it could. Oh, I need the wee wee. That's a sort of sh- idiot I'm bloody dealing with here. Never mind. We've got loads to look forward to, so I'll I'll connect when he rings back. Bye. Hello, we're now back with Dan. I'm waiting for you to say bring him. Uh, bring him, bring him, sorry. Hello, Dan. Yeah. How was your wee wee? It was quite quite a long wee, actually. It was like one of those where you think it stopped and then it keeps on coming back. But that might be just a sign of ageing, I suppose. True. Mm. Talking of ageing. Well, thank you for that, though, John. You're thank welcome. You. It was brilliant podcasting. <laughs> Top quality podcast, you know. Yeah, it's what the, I need a wee wee. It's what the kids want. Uh-huh. Ooh, I, I'm not sure about that. That's true. I don't know why I said that. Well, no, I'm just going to turn you up because it's all professional and everything. All right. So, there we go. Just say hello for me. Hello. You're a twat. Here we go. Let's talk about Home and Away. Norris City Games a Carroll Road And somewhere that's not Norwich Home and away, we'll have a say. So, home. What on earth happened at home, Dan? Not your home. That would be awful. Let's talk about Norwich versus Leicester at Carrow Road. What on earth happened? Uh, we lost 2-1. Oh, no. Did we? Yeah. Who scored the goals? Who scored the goals? Uh, well, there were two Leicester players who scored. Yeah. And there's one Norwich player. See, a lot of people talk about us not being very good, but 
When you got punditry like that, oh, I know, yeah. What more? You do know you where, need? where it went wrong is they def- they scored more than us. In fact, right. they scored double the amount of goals than we did. That always means three points, doesn't it? It does, yeah, and that means zero points for us. That's football for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> So uh, I, I, I'm i going to sum up the game for you for the first time. You normally take over and sound really intelligent and I look a right dick at the end when I go, yeah, I agree. All right, but well, let's just see how this one goes. I thought that Norwich City's play was lacklustre and very sticky. Sticky. I sticky. I, like, I don't know why I keep using that word, but that's the only word I can kind of... I know why you keep using that word. Well, uh, <laughs> that's all I look at. <laughs> and I just wanted to not to get the ball it's, like it's always stuck under someone's foot Johnny Howson couldn't get going he was awful for the first time in ages because you wrote a piece about him <laughs> Stephen Whitaker couldn't pass the ball and uh, Wes wasn't doing what he could normally do it just felt all a bit well, Wes had to keep dropping deeper didn't yeah, he it was just a bit shallow I think the, the football wasn't slick and di- penetrating enough well do you know what I, I think because we're and I, of course I don't uh, I wrote about this actually uh, I because when they sort of the slick football is looking all fluid and sexy. Yeah. Uh, well, that's not two good words to put together. Uh, sexy when, fluid. When it's uh, when it's looking really good, it looks ooh, like ooh, easiest, ooh, ooh, it looks sorry. like the easiest. What? I just thought sexy fluid could be the name of the podcast because of the wee wee. <laughs> I'm sure there's already I'm sure there's already a hair rock band called Sexy Fluid. I'll put it down. Oh yeah. Sorry, carry on. Um, yeah, when it looks good, it looks really easy, doesn't it? People yeah. picking passes together, but it's one of the toughest things for the football team to get, you know, to perfect is very quick, penetrative passing. And when one cog in that midfield is off his game, all of them suddenly look off their game because it needs all of them operating at full level. And sometimes it's just going to happen to to us. It will happen to top teams. You know, sometimes Arsenal can't uh, ping it about. Yeah. So that will happen occasionally. I felt that. No matter, I think if we'd have carried on for another two hundred minutes, I think we would have scored. You don't think we? No, scored? we had a couple of chances in the last twenty minutes, but nothing, it never, nothing clicked. The whole yeah, every, every now and then, wow! Though, Actually, there was one bit of really beautiful football at the very beginning, the first half, when Cameron was one on one with the goalkeeper and he put it over the top. It's sort of a, <laughs> a snap decision. Don't laugh. And it. I just was, like how you call him by his first name. Yeah, Cameron. Cameron. Jerome. Because I always say, I say Jerome Norfolk. Jerome. Jerome. Yeah. Um, well, you say Cameron as Cameron, well. Cameron, Cameron yeah. Drew. And I thought... CJ. Yeah, it could be. Optional. And there we go. That was it. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I went, Redmond made a difference. I was a little bit... This is the first time this season I thought Alex Neal probably got the line-up a little bit wrong as well. I was a bit surprised not to see Redmond starting and Brady pushed up as well because Leicester fullbacks are so poor. That I, expect, I just thought that he'd have Redmond running at them and Brady attacking them and also coming inside and overrunning their sort of four-man midfield. But, I mean, I don't, I don't know. That may not have worked either. It may well have just been a case that uh, the midfield just wasn't sort of functioning for once. But I just from the start, or no, before, you know, when it was announced, the lineup, I thought they, I thought it was a slightly odd choice uh, to set up like that against a team who don't pack the midfield and who have poor fullbacks. Yeah, it was Matt Jarvis's worst game by far. He was just invisible nearly, came off. I think I, think he came I, I do off. think he's been a little bit overhyped. I thought he was poor against uh, Liverpool. Wasn't oh, do you? Great. Yeah, I thought it wasn't great against uh, West Brom. I think he doesn't get his head up uh, when he gets the ball. And I think I've said this before on the podcast. He always tries to go to the byline, 
rather than playing it quickly. And that's what the difference was with Brady was in that position against West Ham. He plays it quickly and he doesn't always head to the byline. He can come inside or he can put the ball sort of around the defence as well. Whereas Jarvis seems a bit of a one-trick pony so far. Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot of pace and he gets into good positions and it's good fun to see wingers beating players. But I'd, I'd just like to see Brady in there, I think. And Jarvis is a good one to maybe bring on for a bit of extra pace. It'd be a bit, a bit unfair that he just comes off after kind of uh, quite a good little run. I mean, he scores goals even when he's not playing well so far. Anyway, so there we go. I think that's covered Leicester enough, don't you think? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Move on. Move on, onwards and upwards. Now, um, I am very lucky, luckily, I am very lucky to be part of a book that's coming out this week. You are very lucky. I'm very lucky. <laughs> it's called <laughs> Tales from the City. And there's loads. I think it's been on Twitter quite a bit. And everyone knows about it. And there's going to be some cool people there, including Grant Holt. He will be there. And You're, I'm, yeah, the guy who does the parody of you. Yeah, what a fool he is. It's that time you confronted him about that. I'm going to, I'm going to ask him. My opening line is going to be, um, no, I'm not going to actually say what it is. You're be... not going to get anywhere near him, mate. I know, he's going to go, he's gonna go <laughs> F off. I go, yep, all right, thank you, bye. I'm just going to sit in the corner with a Coke. He's going to look at you like uh, yep. like someone, like you've just noticed someone who's stalking you dressed exactly like you walk, <laughs> sit down next to you. <laughs> I've got a picture of your wife in my wallet. <laughs> no one's going to want... But you have, though, haven't you? I know, yeah. No one's going to want to talk to me on this night. I've just, I have realised this. No one will want to talk to me. No one is like, oh, my God, is that, Why? Is that bloke. I'll be there. I'm going to ignore you. Exactly. That's one that's not going to talk to you. <sighs> Your girlfriend's going to be there. Yeah, but she won't talk to me. She won't talk to you either, will she? No one wants to talk to me. So I had on the phone earlier on Mr. Simon Thomas, the Sky Sports presenter, who was also hosting the night, just to talk about it. And it's a really cool little chat. She's my first ever proper celebrity interview. And cool. I was good. I enjoyed it. It's nice. I, I interviewed him 10 years ago. John. Did you? Wow, full ago. circle. He, we, we talk about the book, obviously, and we talk about a couple of other things, including his hero when he was growing up and also oh. his makeup tips. So here we go. This is it. Hello, and with me right now, I have Simon Thomas, who has very kindly written a chapter and also is going to be hosting the Tales of the City event. And there's all sorts of different writers, like Mick Dennis has edited it, and we've got Ewan Roberts, we've got Brian Gunn, we've got Grant Holt, of course, we've got uh, Paul McVeigh, Chris Gorham, and a really interesting for me, well, we've got Michael Wynne-Jones, who's wrote a, 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 written a chapter. So, um, Simon, hello. Are you there, my man? Hello, mate. Yeah. And you've written a chapter as well, lest we forget. I have. It's somewhere at the back. You're just like, you know. No, no, no. It's, it's firmly in the middle, and it's excellent. I've, I've read the book from, from start to finish, which is fairly helpful when you're hosting an event on Sunday. But yours is excellent, mate. So don't, don't, don't put yourself down. Thank you very much. Very kind. You are one of the few people to read it, because I haven't had a chance to read it yet. And I'm really looking <laughs> forward to it, because there's so many different viewpoints from the fan to the player of Norwich City. So it must be quite an interesting read. It is, yeah. I mean, it's it's an idea of a mate of mine who works on uh, Sky Sports News called Adam Leventhal, and he's a he's a massive Watford fan, but we won't do him down because of that. Poor thing. And um, he he had an idea called Tales from the Vicarage, uh, and I think they've done at least two volumes. They may have even done more now. Uh, and it was an idea just of getting you know ex players, current players, if you can, uh, ex managers fans, you know, lots of people with various different connections from the club where it's been professionally or just as a fan or whatever it is, to just to bring together different stories. And I think he just felt this was a kind of idea that you could apply to endless clubs, actually. 
I'm quite jealous of him for coming up with a fairly simple but really good idea. And he and he approached myself a while ago and said, "Do you think you'd be you'd be happy to do it for Norwich?" And I said, "Look, I I think it'd be great, and I think actually we'll produce a book that's even better than the Watford one. Easy, but uh, I probably won't have time. I don't necessarily have the writing skills to to edit it. So in the end, uh, Mick Dennis was approached, and so he's he's sort of put it all together, as you will know." And it's it's a, it's a really good read. And I know it's obviously unbiased because I'm a Norwich fan and, and I've written a chapter and all that kind of thing. But it's just, just a whole rich tapestry of different things in there from, you know, from a fan's perspective like yourself um, to Michael Wynne-Jones, who, who writes a chapter, Chris Gordon from Radio Norfolk. So you've got a couple of broadcasters in there like myself. Uh, you've got ex-players like Ewan and, and Paul McVeigh. And, and I'll tell you, the really interesting one for me is, is Brian Gunn's chapter. Because a lot of these guys have already written books. Uh, and what you tend to get from them is, is a different story, stuff that you've not necessarily heard before. And I won't give it away now, but Brian Gunn kind of gives us the, the warts and all tale of, of his time in charge of the club and, and how he very nearly didn't end up managing Norwich after that fateful day at Charlton that sealed our delivery down into uh, into League One. It's it's a really interesting tale, and he, and he kind of just just wears his heart on his sleeve and, and tells you how how difficult a period in his life it was. So there's some great stuff in there, and a lot of stuff that I think people won't won't necessarily have known about before. So it's 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 a good read. Brilliant. I am I honestly really looking forward to reading it. I mean, I'm not I'm big one for spoilers. I don't like people spoiling anything. But can you give us a brief summary of your chapter? I'm really brief. Yeah. Don't give anything away. Well, <laughs> It was, it was a funny one because I, I, initially I was sitting thinking, what, what on earth can I write that people would be vaguely interested in, which is quite difficult. Um, so it started off basically being how I became a Norwich fan, uh, you know, growing up in Norfolk um, in the sort of 70s and 80s when Liverpool and their pomp being kind of one of the very few amount of Norwich fans in school. Uh, and while I was kind of sitting there going through all this, various stories came back to me that you kind of you, you don't forget about, but you just you can't, you need something like to sit down and, and you begin to remember stuff like the day dad's brought home Justin Fashnu's signature and, and, you know, little things like that, nuggets like that. So it, it kind of built from there. And the idea was it would then sort of move through the years into time on Blue Peter when I got to do quite a lot of stuff at Carrow Road, which, you know, I'd never dreamt of doing when I was a kid growing up. Uh, and it kind of finished there. And then I spoke to Mick Dennis. It was the evening of the playoff final. And uh, as we all were absolutely euphoric, and I was in a pub in Soho with all the Sky Sports lot, and uh, we were just quickly seeing how each other was, and I was going, "Wow, what a day!" Mm. And he says, "You've got to, you've got to include that in the book." So I had to rewrite a whole load again. Excellent. So it became quite a long process, but it's it's sort of it's in it, in one chapter, it sort of charts how I became a Norwich fan, grew up, um, how that's been through the media years, and, and ultimately finishing off with kind of my greatest test in terms of impartiality, and that was presenting a playoff final at Wembley with your own team in it, which uh, I don't think I'll ever get to do again. Uh, and so it was, a, it was a great way to finish the chapter. So it, it kind of, it was, an, I hate using this word because it's, uh, lots of people use it, but I'd say if I'm being frightfully positive, it was an organic process. Lovely. That's a lovely word. <laughs> well, actually, to be honest, it sounds like your chapter is going to answer all the rest of the questions I was, I was going to ask you. So oh, really? I might not ask them now. I was going to ask you about your first Norwich game and who you pretended to be when you were younger and things like that. But it's not uh, is there any of those in the book. Well, I pretended to be Justin Fashion in the Did end you? because one of the things I talk about, 
and as a sort of hint of that was was I mean I was growing up at a period where where Liverpool were just winning everything and they were like like kids who I guess who've grown up in the last twenty years Manchester United um, has been that team in recent years in the Premier League well in my area it was Liverpool and everyone in this place called Grimston about seven miles from Kings Lynn was in was in Liverpool kits. And I used to play football in the back garden like you know, lots of kids still do, or hopefully they still do. Um, my mate Mark Howler, who was very, very good at football, he always wanted to be um, Ian Rush or Kenny Dalglish. It was either one of those two. And I sometimes used to say, oh, all right, if you're not going to be Dalglish today, I'll be Ian Rush. Because it didn't really have a, a Norwich hero, really kind of captured my imagination. You've got to remember this was the period. Well, I say remember, you're, you're way too young to remember this era. But back oh, in that right. day, there was so little available in terms of, you know, TV coverage and, and all those kind of things. So you weren't bombarded these images. Um, but eventually, it's something I talk about in the book, it was fashion who captured my imagination as a kind of, as a Norwich hero. And so from ever that day onwards, ever playing a game of football in the backyard with, with friends, I wanted to be just in fashion. It just sadly wasn't even about 0.5% as good as him. But that, he was the one I kind of grew up following and, and wanting to be like. You don't look old enough. That's impossible. <laughs> should we, should we talk, Make up, mate. Yeah, should we talk beauty tips now? That might, that might yeah, be a yeah, good, okay. good twist on it. What yeah, let's do that. Foundation, what do you use? I'm joking. Um, I'm joking. Don't have to answer that. I can give you the number of the makeup girl at Sky and she can run you through it all. Okay. I've, been in, I've been TV for nearly 20 years and I still couldn't tell you any makeup brand. <laughs> okay, That's I, a slight lie, I could, but I just couldn't tell you which tone. <laughs> exactly. Do you, have to, do you have to pay for these people to come in or do they just do it for free? I think Sky pay for it, yeah. yeah. No, they didn't do it for free. Yeah. No. Brilliant stuff. Okay, I'm gonna ask you what I'll let you go. I'm gonna ask you one more question. Yeah. And this is more of like a quiz question for you. Put, put you on the spot. There's the music for it. What is the eighth word to the chorus of On the Ball City? The eighth word? Yeah. Which um, means you have to sing it a little bit. All right, kick it off. Right. Uh, that's throw the, the, the it chorus. Sorry, the chorus. Oh, the chorus. The chorus. What well, on the ball city yeah. never mind the danger. Steady. Whoa. Is number eight. It's not. Is it not? What is it? Go through it. On the ball city, never mind the day. Do you know what I did? You did. I used to do this as a kid, and I still do it as adult. Yep. It's when you've got a um, a word with two syllables, yep. <laughs> counted two like a and complete that's the trick. numpty. And you fell and for that's it. That's the one. Hooray! You got me. One nil. You got me. This Brilliant. is. I, I do it on the podcast. We do a thing called Dan versus John. It's a competition. This is the oh. only ever. John versus Simon, and that's one nil to me, and that's the end of the series. That's the end of the series. <laughs> Perfect. No, I, can't, I can never come back. Exactly. Ever remain one. Although I could get my own back on Sunday night. It's been really, really lovely to have you on. Pleasure, mate. I'm just going to say, on Sunday, 11th of October, it's at the Open in Norwich. Tickets still available. So come and come and meet us. Come and wave at us. Come and look at us. Come and point at us. Come and heckle us. Exactly. I'm going to have to have a sign on so people know who I am because <laughs> I don't have a makeup girl with me, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, should I bring one with me? Please do. All right. Good man. Thank you, you very, very much. Cheers, mate. Bye. There we go. That was the interview I did with Simon Thomas. That was great, wasn't he? He's a very nice man. He's a very nice, very nice man. Oh. Are, you, are, you, are you slightly nervous about uh, playing? Are you joking me? I am absolutely crapping myself. Yeah, I know you are, really. I know you are. You <laughs> get. Yeah. It's gonna... yeah, you haven't played live for how long? Uh, what a while. Couple, couple of months maybe this is the first 15 time in 15 years, years that I have ever done anything like this 
And wow. I just know oh, people... Good, You've got uh, a couple of songs you're playing, aren't you? I've done pl- uh, yes, I am playing two songs. But I, I just know that people will be staring at me like, what the F is this? Well, you're playing at the interval and at the end, so people will be milling about then. They won't just be staring at you unless you do something horrendously bad, That's and not, then they'll turn around. No, I'm, I'm, doing up, I'm doing the end of the interval, like, and it goes into the interval. Not, I'm, just oh, doing, okay. I'm not like dicking around during the... Uh, maybe I am. <laughs> maybe oh, you are. God. Yeah, mate, off you go. You're, you're, the, you're the halftime entertainment, but everyone's getting their drinks. There's me going, hey, Mr. Day in the corner. Oh, God. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But it's going to be a fun night and I hope lots of people go and hope lots of people enjoy it. You're going to be there, aren't you, Dan? You can say hello to people. I'm going to be uh, clapping you when you play and laughing at all your jokes. Exactly. It's yeah. the only way to be. So let's talk about podcast pod bag. <laughs> podcast post bag. Yeah. So we sent out a tweet saying, oh, you know that game, the old Leicester game? If it could be a film, what film would it be? What bloody film will it be? And here comes the top 10. Uh, and we got, da, da, yeah, we got a good response, but we've got to break it down to top 10. Can I just say, by the way, can I do a little public service announcement? If you have to. Beforehand? Can the person who went for Scream as the film, uh, I'm not going to name names, but can they just try a little bit harder? Because that film could literally apply to any scoreline or any result, even a nil-nil, because you could be screaming with boredom. So just a little public service announcement to avoid using Scream, please. And now on to the top ten. Okay, number ten. It comes from Daniel, and he's at S. 34 L-E-Y. Uh, he, no, he's got it wrong. He hasn't really got the point here. This is another public service announcement. He's gone for Cla- Mark Clattenburg, My Story, it would be called. Which, you know, fair enough. Mark Clattenburg did sort of, as usual, take centre stage. But we want actual films, don't we, John? We want to make things up. Uh, my, make my film title would be <laughs> Leicester versus Norwich. Yeah, Leicester 2, Norwich 1. The sequel. Here we go. Uh, but on to the good ones now. Sorry, Daniel, I'm sure you can try very hard next time. Uh, number nine, David Mason at David Mason 1982. He goes for Titanic, nice. which is Vardy, Vardy playing the iceberg, Ranieri uh, <laughs> as DiCaprio, uh, and Alex Neal's Kate Winslet, which is terrifying. Hmm. Uh, Alex Neal on the end of a boat with Ranieri holding uh, his waist. Lovely. Uh, number eight. Uh, from... <laughs> well, that's what he's gone for. Keep going. Yeah, number eight, Stukulele at Stukulele. Uh, says The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Green Mile, Casablanca. I haven't got the hang of this yet. Uh, <laughs> that one just made me giggle, so I thought I'd put that one in. Nice. Uh, number seven is Richard at uh, Twitchet. 
the Fantastic Mr. Foxes, which uh, not a huge imagination there. Whoa, 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 that's amazing. But, well, it's quite an obvious one because they're called Fox. Yeah, but it's Fantastic Mr. Foxes. That's very good. That should be higher. Uh, well, yeah, you haven't heard the top six yet. It's true. No, no, it probably should be higher. Number six uh, from Dan Hall, Dan Hall 1985, uh, says, Die Hard 5, because I looked forward to it for ages, then wished I hadn't watched it. I mean, do we really believe he was looking forward to Die Hard 5 for ages? Mm, so, yes, Fantastic Mr. Fox is better than that. Carry on. Yeah, okay, maybe, maybe. Uh, number five from Scott at Argus uh, says, uh, Vardy from the Madding Crowd. I mean, that doesn't really make any sense, but he's got a good Vardy pun in there for Far From The Madding Crowd. What the, what's the film, sorry? Vardy? Far From The Madding Crowd. The Thomas Hardy book. Uh, uh, yeah, um, so he's got a little pun in, and we haven't had a nice. pun up until now, um, well, apart from Fantastic Mr. Foxes. Uh, Tina, Tina at One Jot, who was our token female a couple of weeks ago. She was. In Scotland. Um, Hi, Tina. She goes for Falling Down, which is the Michael Douglas film where he snaps and goes mad. And she says that sort of ties in with the penalty and mood of Carrow Road. Not yet. I was going to go what? But that's quite good, Falling Down. Yeah. Nice. Good work. It also reminds me of how we all felt under Chris Hewton as well. Uh, number three is a regular on this top ten list, actually. And he's da, excelling da, himself. It's John Punt at Pan- Puntino. Uh, this one has a message. He goes, need for speed in Norwich's defence, please. Oh, because we're lacking a bit of speed in the fence. So yeah, there's a message. There's a bit of analysis and a good, uh, good punish as well. Well done, John. Uh, number two, fantastic with Fox Bear. Number <clears throat> number two, Sean Wilkinson at Sean underscore Wilkinson. Good moaning Vardy's arm. I mean, that's good, isn't it? Oh wow, good moaning Vardy's arm. That's good morning Vietnam, obviously. Oh yeah, uh, that's very good. And number one, good one that was. That's, is, that's not that is better than Mr. Fox's. So it is, should isn't be it? third. Yeah. Unless this uh, is num- utter shit and it's going to ruin it. <laughs> number one, and yep. this is from uh, Nick Ledger, who uh, I should declare an interest, is a friend and design our website. This is good. Uh, Nick Ledger at Nikki Swift, and this is very creative. He goes, he says, Django and changed, but stay with me because Jamie the Fox shot up our nice place in the country. That's clever. That's clever. He should design websites for a living. He should, shouldn't he? Yeah, and give discounts to friends who need <laughs> websites designed. <laughs> Bigger. <laughs> so, yeah, well done to uh, my friend Nick Ledger and our website. Oh, builder. come on. This is a swizz. This is like fucking <laughs> FIFA, this is. Oh, I've given the top one to my friend. Oh, it's accidentally. Bullshit. Fantastic, but Mr. That's Fox. Good, is. Though, isn't it? That's a good one. It is good, I will say. I would yeah. say Fantastic Mr. Fox is third, not sixth. Okay, seventh I had actually. Uh, apologies to Twitcher, who is one of my favourite Norwich tweet- tweeters. He's good, isn't he? Uh, I've met him yeah, really done. briefly on my first day of work. Okay. Yeah. Have you gone? No, I'm still here. Oh, right. Although no, you no, are sounding a little bit like, <laughs> um, uh, what's her name? Share on that song. Uh, Do you believe? Fox being punched in the face. Uh, how old is he? Um, about seventy-five. F- <laughs> no, I don't know. That's what I thought. He's in, I his, thought. in his in his late. You make up a number. He's in his late whatever. Teens. Yeah, sure. If you want to say that, he's, no, he's about forty-ish. Ish. Oh man, Dan's gone. Uh, no, okay. not you there. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Always try. Uh, yeah, always interesting. Try and guess people's ages. So yeah. anyway, that's podcast uh, postbag, and okay. it probably won't be back next week if you do this because there's not an, a Norwich game. No, exactly. There won't so, be anything thank you very back much. Everybody contributed. Hooray! Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. <laughs> so let's do Dan versus John.
Okay, this is it. This is cool. This is. Yeah, okay. This is cool. So um, what's the score? Uh, eight nil to me. I don't know. <laughs> Six all. It's three one to me, isn't it? Uh, yes, I believe it is. Okay. I picked up a program from Saturday, Saturday the nineteenth, which is the first game of the season in two thousand. Right. It was a program. Saturday the nineteenth. It was in my mum's caravan. She's clearing it out, and she had this, and she went, "Do you want it?" I went, "Yeah, I want it." Yeah. Now I am looking at the squad right now. Which year? This is two thousand. Right. We were. We, it, you did, you've done a squad one before. After point. Yeah, out. but this is awesome because I've actually got a picture that I can look at, and it's loads <laughs> of things. Actually, like the picture, do you want to introduce Try our new website where you can email each other. That's like <laughs> things like that. Anyway, um, so I've got this in front of me, and I think it'd be quite fun if you could name. 10 players in the whole squad. If you can name 10 players in the whole squad, I'll give you the point. So, was it 2000, 2000? Yeah, the the manager was Brian Hamilton. The assistant manager was Nigel Worthington and Steve Livermore. Yeah. 10 players. 10 players. Like a 25 to 30 man squad, I guess? Yep. Wow. You can do it. Okay, well, obviously, you and Robert. One. Uh, Goalkeeper... Would it have been... Yeah, Rob Green? He is in the squad, but he wasn't number one. Oh. Uh, oh, uh, Andy Marshall. Two. I'll give you uh, two. Three, mate. That's three. Yeah, it's, it's, it's goalkeeper, same thing. <laughs> so that's three. Yeah. So three. Um, Are you drinking again? Yeah. Thirsty work guessing these, because I need to pull a 3-1 down. You could be cheating right now. I'm just trying to yeah, go. For, who was up front for us? Fucking hell, flipping heck. Trying not to swear. Well, I've gone for Roberts. Yep. Oh, well, uh, set up. Uh, Alex Notman. Oh, um, no. No? No. No? No, that's one. You've got. If you get three wrong, you lose it. Oh, by the okay. way. No, Alex one. Notman, you sure? No, Alex Notman. Okay. Not man. <laughs> so who else was up front with you and Roberts then? Um, back then, no, I can't remember. Oh well, Paul McVeigh. Yep. Yeah. So what's that? Four now. Yep. Six more. <sighs> uh, Malky racist Mackay. Yep. Uh, five. <laughs> you can't call him that. <laughs> he is a fucking racist. Um, five uh, can more. I say that? I can say that. Yeah. Um. Bloody hell. Did I get goalkeeper rather than Rob Green? I did, didn't I? Yep. Uh, Still five. It was... I trying to think. It would have played with Mackay. Oh. Uh, Craig Fleming? Yep. He's in there. With, Six. With hair. Six. Four more to go. Oh, I know. It must have been. One of my one of my favourites. One of my faves in midfield. The portly uh, Fillmore Ryan. Well, Ryan was there. Was he? Three more to go. Shit. Dum, 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 dum. You'd never get captain. I know that. I'll never get captain? Nope. 
I think you've taken all the most famous people, but there are things you'll go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, when you're saying. I mean, did, uh, 10, that's a lot of people to get. To. No, it's not. Out of 23. Yeah, but uh, how many of those 23 will anyone remember? Alone, I promise you. Okay. Uh, right, okay. Uh, oh, uh, currently at Norwich, Gary Holt. Gary Holt is not one of them. Bam, no. bam. So you've got, if you make one more wrong decision, you've lost. You're kidding me. How many have I got? Seven? You've got seven. You've got three to go. This is awesome now. It's attention. I'll do some tension music. Well, when did Gary Holt join? He must be. must have been there. He's not. 100% not. All right. He was enough. not in the team photograph. Ooh. Ooh. Club legend. Club legend. Yep. Ooh, I've only have one more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he must. Yeah, Adam Jury. No, he wasn't. What? He wasn't there. You've lost, unfortunately. He oh, wasn't. Man. Nigel Worthington signed him, not Brian Hamilton. Are you ready to kick yourself? Yeah. Daryl Such. Right, yeah. Lee Marshall, Matt Jackson, Cedric Ansalan. Uh-huh. Daryl Russell. Should have got to Matt Jackson. Uh, Paul Daglish, Adrian Coote, Adrian Forbes, Darren Kenton, Chris Llewellyn. Steen uh, Neergaard. Oh, uh, yeah. And, of course, Brian McCoven and Danny Gay. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, so, okay. Kenton? Okay. Right, I'm now, I'm now going I'm now going to use the power of Google. Craig, and, Craig Bellamy? And look for Adam Jury and see when. Uh, he, he was there. He, when did he join? That was a good one, wasn't it? Jury joined number two from Peterborough in March 2001. See? No, so he was there that season, the following, but not. Yeah. No, he wasn't the, the following season. Not that, not at the start. March two thousand one. No, he joined at the end of 2000, 2001 season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're wrong. Oh well, that was good, though, wasn't it? That you, was quite good. You that failed. Was I'd say. Yeah, it was, it was doable but challenging, just well like me. Well done for me for getting both goalkeepers, by the way. That's very good. There was only Actually two goalkeepers as well. Three. You don't count Danny Gay. He was the third goalkeeper. So there oh, we well. go. That was cool, and I enjoyed that one. Yeah, well done. Still 3-1 up. Still 3-1 up. Pulling yeah. away. I can't wait for my next question. So the final thing we're going to do is talk about the away game. Oh, but... What can't we do? We can't talk about an away game. Why is that? Because we ain't got bloody away games. So we're going to have to talk about something else. What should we talk about instead? Oh, I know we could talk about. What mm-hmm. is happening right now, Dan? Right now, uh, in the footballs, in the qualifiers, do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, Northern Ireland are 1-0 up. They're not. Who scored? Republic Ireland aren't 1-0 up. And oh. Scotland are the minus 1-0 up. Oh, dear. Losing. So if you if you had to pick uh, whether Russell Martin, Graham Dorans or Stephen Whitaker went to the Euros or where's Hulan and Robbie Brady went to the Euros, who would you pick, John? I, do I would give? I would like, like little Wes to go because I think it would be lovely for him be amazing, to... amazing, wouldn't it? For him to go and enjoy himself for once. <laughs> yeah. I mean, give him a little pat on the head. Yeah, a little holiday. That, it genuinely would be great to see someone like Wes Hulan playing at the Euros, I think. It would be great, That'd wouldn't be it? What was your, what's the first uh, world uh, international tournament you remember? Easy, absolutely easy. I can answer. I know exactly where I was. I was in Bradwell, near Great Yarmouth. Where, sorry? Bradwell. All right. I was at a place called Cherry Tree, which is a holiday thing. Yeah. My mum was working there, and I watched. I watched with my eyes. The f- my first ever football thing was 1990, and the whole place erupted. I must have been eight years old. Whole place yeah. erupted when David Platt scored the goal. 
And I looked round at everyone just going fucking crazy with like beer flying everywhere and people on tables. And I thought, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. That's (laughs) what like really attached me to football. Yeah, it was exactly the same for me in 1990, but then we're the same age, I suppose. I cried after we got knocked out by Germany on penalties. I cried. I didn't even really understand football at that age, but I still cried for some reason. I was only watching it with my parents, so it's not as if everyone was in floods of tears, but I was I, I, I was that upset. Tears ran from me. Yeah, you, and normally I'd only get upset for when someone nicked my Transformers at that age. You, you cried when the Skype call just broke down a little while ago. <laughs> I did, yeah. Very emotional, man. <laughs> uh, it was astonishing. Yeah, no, I loved every second of just watching. It, was like, it honestly feels like it was slow motion. People would jump in. And the, I said that I can remember this like shower of beer going across the massive, massive screen. And I remember like that little thing when Gary Lineker like, falls over the big huddle of players and his eyes yeah. and his mouth is wide open. Remember it like it was yesterday that I had a Coke and played in the machines. Everyone was happy. So because we, we've got no po- um, podcast, I don't know if we're going to podcast, because we're going to match next week. We've kind of got no podcast to talk about, so we're going to have another break where you can... Well, we might, we might do one, you never know, looking ahead to the Newcastle game. Mm, people don't want to talk to us, talk about nothing, do they? <laughs> well, you I don't know. want to listen to it, let alone you. Yeah, no. We'll see. Uh, thank you to everyone who is listening so far, by the way. We'll get far more listeners than we ever expected. True. Yeah, it's double good. figures, isn't it? Double figures. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's in the tens. I'm going to say it's in the tens. <laughs> Safely in the tens. <laughs> okay, then. So wish me luck on Sunday, then, Dan. Uh, well, I'll see you on Sunday. Best of luck, though. Sure, it'll go great. It will, doesn't it? Yeah. Singing two songs. Packing the tomatoes to chuck at you. Exactly. Someone else said that as well. That was oh, that was you, your arsehole. It was you and someone. <laughs> I may have said it already. Yeah. yeah. Twat. But I love you and... still. And, and, yeah, final call out. If people do want to come along, apparently there are still tickets. Do it. Six o'clock, half seven start at the Open in Bank Plain in Norwich. Lots of famous Norwich players reading bits out and John embarrassing himself on a guitar. I won't be on guitar, I don't think. Oh, are you just singing? I might be just singing and pointing oh, at things. No. And also, the good thing is, people. I, I encourage people to go up and go, Dan, and you've got to go, Brigger. Yeah, no, I might do that. That'd be awesome. I'd love people to do that. Let me know if anyone does do it, okay? Uh, we're still waffling. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you very much for... Oh, Whoa. shit. Wait, oh, wait, no. wait. <laughs> wait. Dan's got to do his little party trick. This is... Uh, will happen or won't happen. Yeah. This is what's going to happen and won't happen in the following week. Well... England rugby fans self-combust after realising they can't take the piss out of the England football team during the Euro qualifiers. Won't. The Upton Park Pigeon replaces Martin Keown as a pundit on Match of the Day. No one notices. Won't. In a desperate attempt for an international call-up, John Ruddy starts wearing kilts and quoting lines from Cracker at training sessions. <laughs> well. After the Wayne Rooney documentary was a snooze fest, Gary Lineker promises fireworks and revelations in his next project, Gone Fishing with Johnny Housen. And there we go. That was the end of the podcast this week. We had Simon Thomas. We had Piss. We had Sexy Fluid. And we had loads more. Thanks very much for listening and goodbye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.
Juanita, wey, wey. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 